Good morning. Good morning. Good morning Welcome everybody. to New Hope Church. My name is Mel. I'm Sheldon, and we get to be here together on this unbelievable day in which we celebrate the good things of God. So we are more than glad that you're here. In fact, this, if this is your first time here, we want to welcome you, and we have some things that we want to cover. Uh, but if this is your first time back, welcome home. Like welcome home. Welcome if you if you weren't here for a while, we're thankful that you're here because this is where we get to learn in our relationship with God together. Yeah, and good morning to those of you online. So a few things. Prayer room, prayer warriors, if you need prayer, yes, go there. They are equipped to pray for you, so you want to go there if you need it. Our nursery, babies to two years old, our children's and youth ministry across the wing there, and then through these two double doors is our fellowship hall. In our fellowship hall, we have our restrooms, acai bowls, Coffee, food, coffee, bagels, bagels, all for purchase. Except the coffee, like we, we actually have coffee. Like coffee is free. Yeah, coffee is resource center. And our resource center yeah. where you can get different yeah. Bibles and things like that. What is today? Is Aloha Sunday? Today is Aloha Sunday. Today is Aloha Sunday. So four months out of the year, there's a fifth Sunday. There's five Sundays, and we deem that our missions Sunday. We call it Aloha. Sunday, so that we can bring awareness to all of our missionaries around the world, or bring awareness to all of us about our missionaries and what God is doing through them around the world. We have churches in Ukraine that are helping with refugees. Uh, we have people in, in Australia and even in Florida, in our own home uh, United States, that are helping with the relief efforts from the hurricane. Uh, we also have people in South the South Pacific, uh, the islands of Fiji, and just... All that God wants to do through the people who are saying yes to him. And we're seeing people come to know him as Lord and Savior. And that's a part of what we get to do when we pray over our missionaries. And some of you might even go on a mission trip. So if God speaks that to you, then so be it. And we want to support that too. God ain't stopped by borders. Oh, no, we're not. Borders no, ain't. No, uh -uh. no, no, no. Borders we, don't exist in we'll the kingdom. We'll find ways. Yeah, we'll find ways. And we're closing out October. And... November is here. So we got two months before 2023. And that's uh, <laughs> November, December. I know we're looking forward to, well, I don't know what you're looking forward to. I was just going to say Thanksgiving, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this afternoon that I can eat. That's, that's part of it. But also we're closing out October. Uh, tomorrow is Halloween. And some of you did dress up unless that's just the way they look. So I don't know. Yeah. Like there's some people I'm like, wait, who are you supposed to be? They're like, in a while, so. what do you mean who I'm supposed to be? No, never mind. I just Good morning. My bad. I need glasses. But we we end yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we close do. out October and then we go into November, which is a good thing. things are blurry. The glasses. My grandkids they like they'll bring out my like an iPad. They're like, Papa, look at this. I'm like Like push it away from my face, right? It's just too close. I'm trying to help you out. I think it's their November. Their, November. Their, November. We have a lot going on in November. We have our worship night. Mm -hmm. We have our vision night. That's all happening before Thanksgiving. Yes, before right? Thanksgiving. Okay. And then we also have our water baptism. Water baptism is the week of Thanksgiving. So it's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Nice. If we can celebrate that week then. Yes, yes. We also have our Operation Christmas Child still going on. And thank you guys for doing that. Our, our goal is 500 boxes, but also online. Together, right? Together, Collectively. together. Yep. Yeah, and, and some of you guys are so smart, you're not grabbing like a box. I'm not saying that those who grab boxes aren't smart, but you just keep the stacks. You know, you grab stacks of those things. 
and then you can make the box at home. But thank you guys for doing that. Many children and families are going to benefit from Operation Christmas Child. So thank you for, for being a part of that. Yeah, before we get scoldings. Scoldings? Hilo products. Nobody scold Hilo. us, man. Nobody scold us. There's only one person who scolds us, but yeah. nobody else scolds us. He's the guy doing all the scolding. So we <laughs> That's why you say that. We do have pumpkins. We, have do, we do have pumpkins donated from Hilo products. Please, on your way out, on your way home, grab a pumpkin. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think we have, I don't know how many left. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's about 20 left. Yeah, after yeah. service, you can go get it. Yeah. We're good? Good. Thanks, Mel. October is Pastor Appreciation. Oh, we can clap for Mel. What? We're clapping for Mel. Yes, sir. Let's go. Uh, we are closing out October, but October has been uh, Pastor Appreciation Month, so we wanted to appreciate our pastors. And you may not have met all of our pastors and because they're busy doing different things or they're very purposeful in doing different things. So we wanted you to at least meet them. And as I was praying yesterday, like, God, give me, give me something that I can bring to them, just a, a, a short word to them. So I'm gonna ask our pastors to come up and uh, you can welcome them with me as they come and make the way Why are you guys taking so long? Like, you, come on, let's go. It's not like you've done this before. Yes, you are the pastors. <laughs> so, yeah, we appreciate all of you. Not everybody could make it. Pastor Pauline, some of you know Pastor Pauline Spencer. She is on vacation, a well-deserved vacation because she got to work with people like these guys. So she gets to take it easy, take it easy. But this Pastor Pauline Spencer, she always looks sharp. Uh, she is on vacation. Pastor Alex Pacheco was not able to be here also. He was here first service. And Pastor Alex Pacheco was a senior pastor from 1997 to 2009 here at this church. And then he transitioned it to me uh, in 2009. That's him and Mama Berna. They were here for first service and we could pray over them. Pastor Ward is also not able to be here. He was here for the first two services. Many of us know Pastor Ward, Kanakaole. And yeah, Kanakaole. And he um, needed to leave. So we, we wanted to honor them also. And I wanted to, let's start with Pastor uh, Pauline because she's not here, but we still wanted to honor her. And the word that God gave me to her, to Pastor Pauline, is that her faithfulness and perseverance is the pillar of our church. And many of us may not know that. She's been through all six, I believe, pastors, right? She's always assisted the senior pastors, five or six. Maybe I'm not including myself, so yeah. So she's been here and she has been so faithful. Pastor Alex, I call dad uh, because how he is to me. But I'm so grateful for the investment that he put into my life and poured into my life throughout the years. And we are honored to have him still serving here at our church. And that's a rare thing for a senior pastor to still be at the same church they've transitioned from. And so we're thankful for that. And then for Pastor Ward, He's been so instrumental in many men growing in Jesus. And not only here, but even in our community and even with families outside of these walls. So we wanted to thank them. Pastor Tom, your heart for people is so evident by your faithfulness to Jesus Christ. And Pastor Marcia, your tenacity and joy is so inspiring that it draws people to the heart of God. So thank you. By the way, Pastor Tom and Pastor Marsha are married. Just because sometimes, 
It's like, hold, oh, I brought her. You kind of close that to that lady. <laughs> so, um, but sometimes we need to let you know because sometimes people think we're married to so-and-so because we're always with them or whatever it is. So we just want to make sure that that's clear. Pastor Lynn Sawyer, Pastor Lynn, you are a blessing to us as well as to the kingdom of God. And you are the example of, of faithfulness through even the most challenging times, especially with me. I added that on. That wasn't, that wasn't planned. Pastor Kat, not only has God used your voice through radio for years, but he prepared you to preach the gospel. And he, he, is, he continues to use your testimony to give others hope. So thank you. Pastor Ben. Francois. Your heart and love is so contagious that people find Jesus because of it. Yeah. Pastor Bunny, the way you love people and how you disciple others is so encouraging, and our friendship throughout the years is our foundation for the next. Yes, sir, bless her. <laughs> if you know her, you know I say that. Pastor Jonathan, your jokes are amazing. <laughs> the way you continue to seek Jesus and how you connect with people glorifies God so well. We're going to pray over them. We're going to ask you if you could extend a hand. And what we're doing is we're just agreeing with the prayer. Lord God, we thank you for these pastors. We thank you for the love that you have for them and how you have gifted them in so many different ways. And you move in and through them to help bring people closer to you we pray over all the things that people see and don't see all the behind the scenes things that they deal with that you would continue to have your hand upon them strengthen them and empower them to do the impossible we thank you for our pastors we pray your blessing over them in jesus name we all sit together. Amen, 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 amen. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. So as we close out October, we know tomorrow is Halloween. And, you know, some people are like, no, we're not doing nothing on Halloween. That's the devil's day. And then you have other people on the other side who are saying, we got to redeem the day for God because every day belongs to God. So what we're going to do today is we're going to bring the two together. We're going to bring the holiness of God and tomorrow, it being Halloween, and some of you are dressed up. Some of you are walking around, and, and other people were dressed up this morning. And we're going to bring a holy ween. W-E-A-N. The reason why we're calling it that is because sometimes we're so stuck to the world that we don't know how to wean ourselves from it, and it's going to take the holiness of God. We, 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 it takes time for us to wean ourselves from basic things, like with children and parents, uh, a, a mom and their daughter or son and nursing and trying to get them to, you know, go on the bottle and the baby, the baby bottle, uh, drink milk and, you know, transition from one thing to the next. Some of you guys are like, bro, I get bottles too. It's, it's transitioning from, from one thing to the next and how to, how to wean from one season to the next. And how do, we, how do we do that? Because with children, it's difficult. Have you ever tried to take that, um, what is that thing called? Pacifier. Some of you call it a, a, like a binky. 
or uh, whatever you call it. And it, it takes a while to wean them. There's some that they, they just cling to things and they hang on to things like a blanket or a doll and it takes a long time to wean. And the moment you wash that blanket because it needs to, because taro is growing, then they don't want it anymore. They get mad. They're like, why did you wash my blanket? We needed to be washed. There's bacteria in there. There's amoeba. There's, there's things living in there. We had to wash the thing. It doesn't smell the same. Thank you, Jesus, it doesn't smell the same. I don't want it anymore. You're like, honey, we've been married for 40 years. I needed to wash that blanket. And it takes time for us to just wean from those things and just basic things. Have you ever tried taking away something from a child that they're glued to. It's tough. Now, how do you do that when we're clinging to the things of the world, right? When we get to know Jesus or we're trying to make a change in our life, we still cling to the things that we did in the past. And we want that old life, yet God says there's a new life, and we're like, I don't know how to do that. Well, it's going to take the holiness of God to wean us from the ways of the world. It, we, we can't do this on our own. In fact, the moment God speaks something to us, sometimes what we do is, we cling tighter to the ways of the world or our old ways because we like it. It's comfortable. And God is saying, but I have a, I have a better thing for you. I want to I help you in this, but I, I want to wean you. And it takes his holiness. Many of us, we pick opihi. And if you don't know what that is, that is a sea food. <laughs> I don't know even what it's called. It's, that's not a sea urchin. It's a, it's a shell with something in it <laughs> that, that clings to the rock. And the moment you touch an op, what is it called? It's not, what is it? Livid, something delicious. Okay, we'll take the, uh, oh no, okay. <laughs> Wrong people, I ask. <laughs> There's a term for it, an actual legal term. Okay, so when, but when you touch the OP, what happens? It sticks tighter to the rock. So you don't pick OP like with your hands. You're not, you're not just grabbing OP with your hands. You, you have to do it in a certain way. And what do you use? butter knife not just any butter knife it has to have a nice shape to it you want to have a nice handle to it good grip because you got to pick you got to chuck you got to throw it in your bag and you watch the waves somebody hey, watch the waves make sure and you, you, you're team working this thing never turn your back on the ocean right so you're picking the op putting it in your bag you don't want to touch the op then try to take it off you, you like there's a system that you use because it clings to the rock and that's how we become when God touches our heart and says, hey, I have something better for you. You're like, I don't, I don't want to change. I don't want to. I don't, I don't, I don't want I don't want to leave this. This feels so good. And God is saying, but I have something so incredible for your life. And we have a hard time weaning ourselves from our old ways and the ways of the world. And there's a reason why it's like that. Paul the apostle in the Bible gives us a reason why we struggle with that. And he gives us even the answer on how we can have that holy wean from the world and he starts off in this way in Romans chapter 7 verses 14 through 24 he says here's the trouble the trouble is not with the law he's saying it's not with the right and wrong or the ten commandments or God saying that this is good and not good for you it actually that's good for us it's it, it is good spiritual spiritually and good for us the trouble is with me for I am all too human a slave to sin so he's saying that the laws of God are good it's spiritual it helps us but that's not the problem the problem is 
Not that I forget that I'm a Christian. The problem is I forget that I'm a human. And people put us in that standard. You believe in Jesus, so therefore your life must be like this. And we're like, no, but we're still human beings. Not as an excuse or a reason to say, I'm going to do whatever I want, be unhealthy with my walk with God, but the reality of I'm still human. I still have this in me. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. And many of us find ourselves in that situation where we know what we're supposed to do or, or what we should have done, yet here we are sitting thinking, yeah, I, I don't know how I ended up here. I should, have, I should have known better. I should have done differently. And that's the struggle we have. We do what we hate. Then he continues, but if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And again, Paul is not trying to justify himself in saying, you know, hey, that's not me, that's my sin. You know, you did, you did these things that were bad. It wasn't me, it was my sin. He's not saying that as a way to justify his actions. He's saying this is what is causing us to do the things we don't really want to do. And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. It's like a little kid, right? When you tell them, hey, don't touch this, what do they do? They touch it. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all of my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war within my mind. He shifts from the feelings to the mind because he's saying, I gotta, I gotta override something. Something's happening in me that, that is causing me to do these actions and to, to disobey God. So I gotta think in my mind because there's a war happening here. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. And then he says this, and I think we've said this, maybe not in these words, but he says, oh, what a miserable person I am. We may have said it as, man, you're so dumb, you idiot, why'd you do that? Or we do a self-talk, like, I'm done, I'm done, I quit, this is, this is it, or it's over, I can't stand this anymore. We say these things, and we do it over and over. And so Paul is, he's saying, what a miserable person I am. And he could he could end there, and many of us do. We end there and we say, that's just my life. I'm just, this is the type of person I am. I'm a horrible person, and I made mistakes. I'm a failure. And then we stay there, and we let the emotions take over us. But Paul doesn't stay there because he knows the hope that lay ahead. And he asks this question, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? said who's who's going to do this where's the help going to come from so we're going to look at two things that will help us in this worldly struggle that we have and how do we how do we get weaned from it through his spirit the first is to acknowledge that we will need God's help I mean that's that's the first thing just acknowledging that we need God's help because many of us try it on our own we've done it over and over again we don't we, we think we can do it, but God is saying, you can function and you can live and you can survive, but you're not going to live out 
the potential and the promises that I have laid out for you. You're going to need me for that because you're going to need my power to handle the unbelievable life that I have for you. You're going to need me. But unless we acknowledge that, then we won't even go to God. We acknowledge we need each other's help. We run out of gas. We're calling somebody. We're like, hey, I, I need you to go to the gas station. I'm on the side of the road. Can you pick up gas for me, please? And we acknowledge. Some of us on the side of the road are like, hey, brother, I need gas. Oh, brother, I need gas. And they're like, brother, you look crazy. I ain't giving you anything. So at least be presentable. Like, put on your shirt. I know it's hot, but your shirt is off. You're like, bro, I need gas. Oh, I need gas. And then so nobody knows you need help. But we call out for help all the time. I think sometimes we don't ask for help or, or, or offer help or receive the help normally in a marriage. You're on the ladder. You've been trying to hang up that fan for like 12 hours. You're sweating. You got shocked four times. And then you're trying to fix the thing and you're sweating. And then here comes my lovely wife, Heidi. Do you need help? And what do we say, husbands? <laughs> well, the wives answered. That was cool. <laughs> they know what we say. We don't, like, because we can fight. Guarantee we can fight. Hold this up. No, you're not holding it correctly. Hold it closer. I am holding it. No, but you're moving. Stop moving. I'm not going to help you. I never asked for help in the first place. And then you fight. <laughs> so the, the, that help, like it, it's, there's so many variables when it comes to asking God for help. Our thinking gets in the way. We want God's help, but we really don't because we don't know what he's going to do with our lives. But just start with acknowledging that you need God's help. Like just, like, God, I do need your help. I don't know what you're going to do with my life. And I don't know how you're going to wean me from certain things, but I, I, I want to I trust you in it. I want to be grateful to you. And being weaned from the things that are unhealthy for us takes God's power. It's good. We're going to need his spirit because it's beyond us. That's why Paul continues answering the question, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? In verse 25, he says, thank God. Thank God. Now, he, he puts that in there because he knows that unless we're grateful to God, we will never get to the next place with God. So when we're grateful to God, thank God, the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is. My, in my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So we got to, just to be grateful to God, helps us move towards acknowledging that we need his help. And the answer is in Jesus Christ because he died for the sin that is in us that we wrestle with. He died so that we could have a new life. He rose from the grave so that we could rise from sin and death. So here's the second thing. Let Jesus do what we can't. Let him do what we can't. And I think for many of us, I've done this before. I was like, can't not even putting that in my vocabulary. I'm, I'm throwing that word out of my vocabulary because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not even using the word can't. That's out of my vocabulary. I'm cutting that out. And we feel good about it. Yet, truth is, we can't do everything. We, we just can't. And it was a hard thing for me to learn that. I was in a, it was like a classroom setting. The instructor was helping us with uh, dealing with intellect and emotions and going through the different phases that we're in. And in that class, as I'm taking notes, she says this phrase, so you need to be okay with saying you can't. I was like, 
what? She said, yeah, you got to be okay with saying you can't. I said, wait, wait a minute, wait, time. Okay, what do you mean by that? She goes, well, you got to admit that you can't. I'm like, can't, can't do what? She goes, like, just certain things you can't do. I'm like, what, like what? <laughs> like, I was getting mad. I was like, like, tell me something I cannot do. I'll find a way to do it. She goes, no, you just have to admit you can't do everything. I'm like, okay, okay, what? Like, like, give me some examples. And she goes, how about you give me an example of the things you, you can do? I was like, oh, the list is long, lady. She goes, right, right. But so is the list of things you can't do. And in my pride, I was blasted in the face with being able to admit, wait a minute, there are things I can't do. There's things that I can't do that only Jesus can. I can't heal. I can't heal from that trauma. I can't heal from unforgiveness. I can't heal from what that person said to me. I can't. I can't, I can't do self-healing. But Jesus, you can. And I remember telling the instructor, I said, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> this is so immature. I said, I'm going to decide that I can't. She goes, whatever works. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure, whatever, up to you. Can we move on? There's others that want to learn here in this classroom. I'm like, okay, you, let's move on then. But that was a, a, a breakthrough for me to recognize that, yeah, there's just things we can't do that only Jesus can do, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing. We can only do so much anyways. So Paul, after he finishes Romans chapter 7, he begins chapter 8 in this way. Knowing that we struggle with sin and death and our human nature, he says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. In other words, you're going to struggle with the holiness of God and you're going to struggle with the sin and death that is in you. You're going to struggle with that. Well, that's why I don't want to follow Jesus because then I'm going to be labeled a hypocrite because I have this and I, I can't put the two and two together. And Paul is saying, that's the whole reason why there's no condemnation in Jesus. You're living with this sin knowing Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I thought that sin was gone. No, no. Your sinful nature, your flesh can never be saved, but your spirit can. So we're stuck in this body with sin and death. That's why we die. It's still there. But thanks be to God that the answer is in Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for our sins so that we can rise from the grave for all of eternity and our bodies will decay, but our spirits will live on and God will give us a new body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All of you teenagers with abs, you're like, nah, nah, nah. My body is still solid, bro. I'll punch my belly. I like punch your belly right now. I like, I like try. I'll go find the biggest guy here and then we'll try. But that, that new life, God is saying, this is, you're, you're eternal. And this is the life I want to give to you. It's an eternal life. There's no condemnation. Knowing that we're going to have this holiness of God while living in these sinful bodies. He's saying, it's there. But that's why there's no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Jesus, to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. We don't just end up there, we are led there. We don't all of a sudden receive Jesus and we... we magically appear life and peace 
He says, no, I'm going to lead you there because you have this sinful nature. You're going to struggle with a lot of things, but it's better to struggle with Jesus than it is without him. Much better. So much better. Because the final struggle you and I will have is death. And that's something we can't beat. But he can. He's the only one that can bring us into that new life with him in a perfect place, perfect health, forever. He has given us hope. Matthew 6.33, Jesus says these words because he knows we're going to struggle with the ways of the world and, and clinging to the world. He said, here it is. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. To seek the kingdom of God and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. We worry about too many things. I mean, today is too, too many things to worry about, right? Uh, our economy, inflation, uh, politics, um, what you're going to wear today. Oh, my slip of broken. Like everything about today is enough to worry about. There's too many things to worry about to even think about tomorrow so he's saying seek my kingdom and my righteousness I'll give you everything you need that's that's his word to us to wean us from the ways of the world acknowledge that we need God's help let Jesus do what only he can our elders are going to pray over us after our service and just ask for God's blessing over us as a church and they're going to come up after we... We're, going to, we're actually going to watch a testimony of two wonderful people, our friends Makana and Tracy, and they're just going to give their story, just a glimpse of giving glory to God, understanding that there is a holiness that comes with the life that we're living, even though we go through our struggles. And then our, our, our missions team is going to come out, and, and they're going to bring a wonderful song, giving God the glory. And then we'll receive our missions offering at the end of service. For those who feel God's tug on their heart to give towards our missions, let's watch this. Aloha, my name is Makana Kohara. I've been coming to New Hope Church for about nine years now. I serve in our Relentless Youth Ministry, and this is my story. Hi, my name is Tracy Gopol, and uh, I have been a believer for over 20 years, and um, this is my story. See, I always grew up in the church. I grew up in a church family. I knew who God was, all of that. But as a kid, it didn't really internalize within myself. See, I, I reached a point in my life where I, I, was, I was still very young, but I, it came to a point where I needed to cling on to something. As my life went on, I learned that what that thing was, was God. So I, I got to start out by saying I love life. Like God, God has given me, even on the worst days, a million reasons to be grateful. And so, uh, this is really hard for me, as it would be for anybody, I think. Um, but on February 11th, I got news that I had um, invasive ductal carcinoma, which more commonly known as breast cancer. And it was numbing uh, news, of course. Um, but it was amazing that but next morning when I got up God didn't leave me in that place and God um, woke me up with excitement and said this is going to be the greatest growing year of your life and I was excited for that 
I mean, he, he flipped the script in less than 12 hours, you know. Um, I went from not knowing what life is going to look like to this is going to be a great thing. God's going to take me on a wild journey. He's going to be with me every step of the way. Uh, and so I was all for it. I was all for it. <laughs> I was a junior in high school. And I remember this, it was, it was February and I was sleeping. And I just heard like the loudest noise that I've ever heard in my life. I had no idea what it was. This tree who, that was maybe like 50, 60 feet away from our home, a branch from this tree had fallen, fallen off and it landed right on our roof. I was so scared because I remember looking up to, that, to where the tree had fallen and there was just a hole in our roof and you, you could see everything out there. And, and I was so afraid that my mom was gonna get hurt because it fell like right above where she slept. And my mom, she stayed so calm and I'm convinced that it was because God was giving her the strength to do it. And we moved in to the other room and we prayed. We, I didn't even want to pray at the time because I was so scared and frustrated, but my mom prayed. And I don't even know what we, we prayed about, but she just taught, she just gave the glory to God. She praised God because what I saw was that that our house got destroyed. It looked, it, it was so scary. What my mom saw was God protected her. See, that tree could have gone straight to the building, but it didn't. It stopped right above my mom's head. I think in the beginning of this whole journey, giving God glory meant for me that I was going to fight whatever it took. Um, and, and even the cancer, I felt like God allowed this. God could have taken it away, but He allowed this. And so there's a great purpose for this. What is that purpose? And I need to live up to that purpose. You know, God doesn't do things without reason, without deep meaning. And so I got to live up to this purpose and I'm all for it. So what do we have to do? You know, I remember like gearing up, like, okay, what, what do I need to eat? What do I need to do? What do I need to prep? You know, what, as far as my business is concerned, what do I need to set up? You know, who do I need to hire help with? The most important thing came in my business, like how do I still serve my clients? I love what I do. How do I serve them? How do I add value to what I'm doing for them, even though I'm sick? What giving God the glory looks like to me is that I have the understanding in my heart that without God, I am nothing. I, I've seen what it's like to be angry at God and how in my own life, just I've been mad at God that why is this happening to me? How can you allow these things to happen? And on the verge of losing that faith, God shows me His love. And that's when I realized that, that God loves me no matter what, and that I can look up to Him. And when, when I go through each and every single day of my life, you know, it's always, it's, there's always going to be something that's hard or something you got to overcome. But I can do that because of God. I think from the very beginning, God showed me that without suffering, suffering provides the contrast we need, or hard times provides that contrast we need to see just how beautiful life is. And God has given us all very beautiful lives, no matter what we think it looks like, no matter how bad our suffering is, there's so much to be grateful for. And in that and in the people we become through our suffering and through overcoming um, with Him by our side, that is how we give Him glory. This is so heavy.
and for choosing them and setting them apart, Lord. I pray that, um, that you continue to be with them, keep them strong and steadfast as you walk with them from struggle to miracles and from glory to glory. We praise you, Lord, for your special grace upon their life for today, tomorrow, and forever. In Jesus' name. Father God, even though we go through trials and challenges, we ask that you would walk with us and that we will remember your promises, Lord. And through our brokenness, you, Lord, will be glorified. Through the valley, you will be with us to the mountaintop. Give us the strength to endure the race you have set before us, Lord. And to just help our eyes to be fixed on you, Lord God. Help us to be the living testimonies of the way we lived our lives with you, Lord God. So we ask for strength today and this, the tenacity to keep moving forward from glory to glory because you are with us and you will never forsake us. We thank you, Lord. Father God, we all have a story to tell, a testimony to share, and with the Holy Spirit in us, we can do all things. So Lord, Give us the strength to go on. Yes, we know that struggle is real. But with the power of your word and your glory, you get everything to deal with ourselves. Thank you, Lord. And Father, your son went to the cross and died a human death. And in that, the the veil was rent and we had access to the Holy of Holies. And then you went on and you poured out the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, empowering your disciples and all many, many others to take the word of God from Judea, Samaria and to the outermost parts. And that is still happening today because that same power from the same God is still available to every one of us. So Lord, I ask that as each one here just grabs on to that power to go through the struggles of life, relationships, provision, healings, all the things that we uh, go through, but you make us stronger because you walk with us. You sent Jesus to restore, to renew, and repair the world. And we are your ambassadors. We re are repairing the world as well because we are your lights. We show through our struggles that you are there with us. And then we shine with the glory of God to all those around us. We disperse the darkness by the way in which we walk out our lives, which was demonstrated in these testimonies today and through every testimony that all of, all of us here have. 
thank you, Lord, for walking with us. Again, you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. We totally come into your provision, your power, your Holy Spirit that dwells within us to make us strong. We thank you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you to our elders. And maybe for some of us, we're in that place where we're saying to ourselves, I've never given my heart to Jesus. I want to pray for you. Um, if you bow your heads with me on, on this. Lord God, there are some here that have never said yes to you. And many of us here, Lord, we're still in that struggle with the ways of the world or even our own past and our own selfishness and the things that we will always struggle with. So we're asking for your help. For those who have never said yes to you, Lord, as I say this prayer, and if that's you, you're saying, I want Jesus in my heart. As I say this prayer, you repeat after me and you include your heart because he hears you. And here's our prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the grave to give me eternal life. I surrender my life to you. And I believe you died for me and rose from the grave to give me eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. And Lord God, for all of us, we just want to draw closer to you. Help us to always acknowledge that we need your help. That Jesus is the only one that can do the things that only he can do. So we trust in you. We walk in that power that you've given us, the power of the Holy Spirit to wean us from the things that pull us down. And we pray for the future that you've promised us. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said together, amen, amen, amen. I just want to let you know, for those of you who are giving towards our missions offering, they... In Foursquare, our denomination, we have what is called Foursquare Missions International, that when we give, uh, it goes around the world. And we have churches in Ukraine right now helping those who are struggling there, even those who are in close countries nearby who are refugees from Ukraine. And we're housing them. We're uh, putting together uh, like babysitting programs just so that the parents can find work. And there are many things that the churches are doing that you're never going to see on the news, and some we can't even broadcast there are things happening in the South Pacific through uh, our denomination and the different missionaries. So when you give, uh, know that it's going to go to good things. And we try to update you. You can go to foursquare.org and look under the missions uh, area, and you're going to see all the different video clips on what's happening. And these are the four ways that you can give. Some of you give here, and we have the offering um, containers in the back and you can by all means just hear God and never feel pressured to give just obey what God is asking of you and he'll he'll take care of the rest I want to say thank you to Tracy Tracy you are a lioness and it is an honor to be your friend I watch how you live your life and even that the struggle that you shared but you are tenacious and so many people are inspired because of you keep doing what you're doing Makana what a man of God and watching your transition and what God is doing in your life um it is an honor and a privilege to know you. And knowing that as a young man, <laughs> God continues to use you, 
that we're in good hands knowing that God is doing what he's doing. So I want to say thank you. And thank you guys for investing your spirit. We'll see you guys later. Have a blessed day, you guys. Enjoy this week. I'll see you guys later online too.